Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of the Backyard Banter Podcast. My name is Matt Hartman. I am the host of the show, as you probably know by now, unless you're a first-time listener. And speaking of first-time, we have a really unique uh, show for you today, something that we haven't done so far yet. You know, we've had a couple of interesting guests. We had uh, Chris Heil to kind of recently on episode 33 to tell you about kind of the end of his time in the industry. We had Field Yates on the show before that to show you what it's really like to be a big, handsome, big timer. And uh, now, episode 35, we have Ben Cummings, who's a contributor for Rotoviz, uh, two QBs, and is also writing for our friends, the Fantasy Footballers new website. Uh, and Ben represents somebody that is literally at kind of like ground zero of this whole thing, which I think is, a, is an important perspective that we haven't had yet. You know, we've had Graham Barfield talk about starting unique content. We've had Adam Pfeiffer talking about kind of being that making that in progress, sort of still trying to get after it. But Ben is literally kind of at the start point of of the journey of trying to make a place in the fantasy community. And I think it's a really important perspective. And I've rambled on long enough here. Uh, so, but like Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's pretty uh, funny that your last uh, episode with Chris Heal. One of the things that you guys talked about was, do I really belong here? Because that's kind of how I feel right now with being on the podcast with all these beasts in the industry. But I could not be more excited. Uh, I'm appreciative for the opportunity. I thank you. I thank Sal because I know he had something to do with it. Um, and I, I acknowledge the rare set of circumstances that it took me, uh, that it took to get me on this podcast. But let's do it. I'm ready to talk about football and more importantly, life. Absolutely. Uh, the, you know, I'm really excited to have you here. I know that you and I have gone back and forth uh, a few times, but we'll, we'll get to all that. But let's let's start at your starting point uh, with with football. How did you come to kind of fall in love with the game of football? How did you come to get that bug or, you know, get involved in fantasy sports? Take us through the very beginning of your story. Yeah, so the Broncos won the Super Bowl when I was seven years old. Uh, my dad went and watched the game with some buddies, and my mom like explained to me the the Broncos are playing the Packers. The Packers are favored to win. She doesn't know all that much, but she knew Elway and Favre because they're the household names, right? So she kind of laid that all out for me and and kind of asked what I, who I wanted to win. This is my very first NFL memory, football memory ever, and I have kind of always rooted for the underdog my whole life, and that day was no different. So I said I wanted the Broncos to win. Uh, and they did. And then they won it again the next year. They started that second season 13-0. and And then I think they lost two games in a row, won the regular season finale, and won the Super Bowl. But uh, those two years right there just solidified it for me. I've been a Broncos fan my whole life. Um, I remember that second year, me just being eight years old, like cutting out the box scores in the newspaper and hanging them on a bulletin board in my room. And then like as they got better uh, – going 8-0, oh, 9-0, 10-0, it started to become national news. So there was headlines even in Illinois. So I would cut out the pictures of Elway, post them on my bulletin board. I immediately gravitated to John Elway. He's my favorite athlete of all time. Um, so it was really cool to see him basically be the guy that put the Super Bowl 50 winning team together. That's a pretty unique fan experience right there. Uh, and Twitter tells me that it's John Elway's birthday, the day of this recording, which is pretty crazy. And if my detective skills are right, I think you're going to post this on July 1st, 7-1, Elway being number seven and being my favorite. So it's all crazy like that. But uh, that's how it started. That was my, my love for the NFL, and it's just never gone away. And then with fantasy football, I think I was in like seventh or eighth grade. I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you how I got in this fantasy football league. It was like mostly guys a year older than me. So I don't know if uh, somebody dropped out at the last minute and they needed me or whatnot, but I don't even remember a draft. My team was auto-drafted and it was horrible. Like the only good player on the team was Marvin Harrison. And for all I know, I probably finished dead last in that in my first year playing fantasy football, but it didn't matter. I was hooked from day one. Um, this, this is before red zone, obviously. I would sit in front of my family's home computer and pull up the box scores on NFL.com. And obviously you can still do that, but I, don't, I think it's maybe changed a little bit. They had at the bottom of every box score, they had uh, the latest play that happened. So I would literally just sit there, hit refresh over and over and read the latest play that happened. And I think 
my fantasy running back at the time was Stephen Davis. So I'd hit refresh and it would say Stephen Davis ran for three yards. And I'd be like celebrating like, yes, I only need seven more rushing yards to get a point. And so it didn't matter that the team was terrible. I was immediately hooked. And you had Leviton on last week, I think it was. And he talked about not necessarily loving football, but loving uh, the predicting sports aspect of it. I think for me, it's a combination of the two because um, I've always loved predicting sports. Like I don't even like to gamble, like go into a casino really all that much at all, because my thinking is why am I wasting money here when I can bet on sports? So I love it that much. And like, um, I remember growing up, my parents would help me fill out March Madness brackets. So maybe they're uh, a little bit to, to blame for this obsession. I don't know, but um, I filled out a March Madness bracket every year since. Um, I don't even really understand when I'm talking to people in March, like asking them, okay, so who's in your final four? Did you pick this upset? And um, if somebody says like, uh, yeah, I don't fill out a bracket or I didn't fill one out this year. I just like don't understand that at all because uh, I love basketball. I love to watch it. And so uh, it just makes the rooting interest so much more fun. Um, and then I, I love to try to predict who's going to win every NFL game. It's a little bit more than fantasy. So I've just always been obsessed with that. And then I feel like if, um, God forbid, like predicting sports wasn't an option, I feel like I would still, like obviously not as much, but I feel like I would still love the NFL because uh, I, I would still be a Broncos fan. And I just, I feel like I can find an angle for every single game. And so like, I don't know why this is the example I thought of for this, but uh, you know how on Thursday nights, if the game is, uh, you know, a pretty shitty matchup, like you'll see people that even get paid to write about fantasy football, um, you know, say like, oh, I can go to a movie tonight or I can be with my family tonight because I don't want to watch this game. Like, I don't even really necessarily understand that thought process because it does not matter the game. Uh, I will find a way. And so for some reason, I thought of the Thursday night game, I think it was a couple of years ago of the Bills Browns. And like, it was, it was not... It was not a good game, uh, but I, I still want to watch and see, is Mario Williams going to be able to beat Joe Thomas? Is Travis Benjamin going to be able to take another punt or kickback? I think he took a punt back in that game. Is EJ Manuel going to be able to develop? Obviously, that didn't go well. Uh, I think he got hurt in that game and Jeff Locke came in. But I just I have to know uh, everything, and, and I want to watch every single game. So it's just that combination of loving predicting and fantasy football and, and football in general that has – um, led me to realize, okay, this is how my brain works, and I really want to try to make it work in this industry. So, yeah, there's the long answer right there. No, that's it. I, I relate a lot to that. Like, it's just something about it when it when it just fires off in your brain. Whether it's the hu- like for me, it's like the human interest part of it, but also just the way like uh, how everything comes together on a certain play is so fascinating to me. And I'm with you. Like, even the worst of games, and I know I mentioned this on Chris's episode, which was so rude because he's a Browns fan. And I forgot that I was doing it. You know, the Browns-Ravens game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a, like, what a train wreck that that was. And I I can even you know, say this on the podcast. Like, Alex uh, Alex Gellhart and I, my roommate, were like, yeah, every time the matchup, every time there's a turnover in this game, we're going to take a shot. And it was surprising. We only yeah. ended up taking two shots. But, like, it was still, even so, it was a fun game to watch, like, just because it's, because it's football, man. And I'm with you when I see people, like, complaining about watch about a bad game on Twitter. I'm like, oh, give me a break. Like, I think, I think we're just conditioned to – you know what? I think also this is a little theory. I think that, like, Red Zone, the Red Zone channel has kind of contributed to us being so, like, wired to – to like, especially at one o'clock when there's all the highlights, like then this game slowed down kind of at four o'clock that I think we're like, we, we've forgotten really like how to watch one game of football. Oh, we're spoiled for sure. We're definitely spoiled. Absolutely. But yeah, and you can take the opposite angle too. And like, how bad is this guy going to be tonight? I want to see. So like the like, angle. So yeah, you can always find something for sure. There's nothing, there's nothing like, like watching a, a good train wreck. Absolutely so, not for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Ben, was there any point, I guess, when you, when you were kind of like realizing that this really is something that, uh, that's something that like I want to do, you know, like I, I'm, I really like this, this works with my brain. What was the moment where you ever thought like, I, I could, I could make a career out of this? Like, was it so watching somebody on TV, giving some analysis and you're like, oh, that's, that's bullshit. I could, I could say that or reading an article or something like, or just what was the inspiration there? Uh, I've always listened to podcasts and, um, I don't, I've never, like, this is my first podcast experience, but we, I have plans in 
uh, the works with a buddy to start one from college, but I've always listened well, I was, to. Pod- I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna out you as a podcast virgin. But, uh, but, <laughs> no, but here we are. I'll do it. But uh, um, I, I've always. I, I'm obsessed. I got to listen to every fantasy football podcast, and I'll listen, and I'm always thinking about okay, what analysis would I have given? What would I do? And I've always kind of felt like I can do it, um, but I just. I, I, I was. I was lazy. I, I didn't um, actually fully accept that this is what I wanted to do and start putting those wheels in motion. Um, but, but within the last year, I would say that's happened. Uh, and it really kind of started with like last off season, uh, uh, about this time last year, uh, at that time, I really didn't even know that a lot of these podcasts and awesome websites existed. Like I was living under a rock. I thought it was just ESPN, Yahoo, NFL.com. And obviously it's not, but I was listening to ESPN's podcast. Um, cause I thought there was only like three podcasts at the time. And Matthew Berry talked about RotoPass. And so I really um bought rotopass to, to get the daily content because that's something that i love to do but um it turned into so much more than that because i had no idea that so many people were out there that thought about fantasy football the way i did like i tweeted at barry like 12 hours i might even have been less than that after buying rotopass and told him like if my subscription ended right now i would i think i would feel like i got my money's worth because i'm sitting there reading uh historical analytical uh, bar graph, plot graph, this awesome in detail analysis that I had never read before because I didn't know these websites existed like Rotoviz and football guys and things like that. And so, I mean, right then and there, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like I want to work for a website like this, but it still took me a long time to start putting the wheels in motion to try to make it work. Cause for the most of the season uh, I was just playing daily and, and that was my major focus. Um, but I kind of even realized, like Leviton said, like daily is bringing so many more viewers and so many more listeners and, and so much more um, people willing to pay money to get content to the industry. And I'm a, I'm a, a testament to that because uh, that's why I got in. And I, I honestly don't know if I would have uh, ever bought RotoPass if it wasn't for the daily content. But what I kind of realized was once I got in all these websites and I, I found all these daily podcasts and stuff, I, you know, let's just say I'm not the strongest willed person in the world. So I'm listening to these people and, uh, you know, they do great work, obviously, but I'm like listening to who they think should be the plays. And so I ended up like I, I was playing those guys and not really playing my own players. And, you know, that's not a good feeling when you're going down with somebody else's ship. You want to go down on your own ship. So I honestly stopped using the daily content as much as much, but I will never like not go a year without buying Rotopass. If you don't have it, um, you're doing something wrong. And I do not get paid to say that, but I'm just I'm just saying that because the content that they put out on these websites is just unbelievable. And I realized that's what I wanted to do. Um, and so I'll stop there, but we can kind of talk about how you kind of came in to this whole story and 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 as well, if you want to, but I'll stop there for oh, now. Well, you know, it is me, that is my favorite subject. No, <laughs> but I think I think one point that you hit on that really is just so indicative of anybody that gets into the fantasy football industry is, is honestly, it's a point that Evan Silva even mentioned on his episode was like, these are my people. Like these people think like me because, and, and you'll, I don't know if you've already experienced, you can answer this question, but I don't know if you've already experienced this, but you certainly will the longer that you're involved in the community and especially writing and everything. And honestly, and this is not to be snobby, but it becomes such a chore to uh, to like talk to casual friends about football because not because you're smarter than them, but just because like you've got like you've been around so many people that think about it in that in depth, ridiculous fashion that you do that it, it's just it's such a gratifying feeling to to talk football with them. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like. Uh... I, I'm the guy at the at the bar and my friends will come up like, oh, Ben's talking about football again. Like I, I've I've been that guy. So I have kind of felt that already. And yeah, so 100%, it was like the second I got introduced to these websites, it was, these are my people. These are the people that I want to associate with. These are the people I want to work with. So um, I, you know, I, I've been on Twitter for a while and I'd followed people, but I wasn't following nearly as many people. So um, over the course of the last year and especially this summer like i've just been going on a follow spree following anybody that uh talks about fantasy football because those are the people i want to interact with on twitter have conversations with because again i feel like they're my people so i completely get that for sure so it's i think this is a good point for for people like yourself that are just starting out the the 
creating conversations and, and making interactions on Twitter, because that seems like a, a simple step, like, you know, just talking on Twitter, but with, when you're kind of approaching it from, I want to break into the industry, it's a little, you take a little bit of a different tone. How have you kind of approached Twitter since having the mindset that I want to have a space in, in the industry and in the community and all that? Yeah, I, 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 that's kind of how I approach Twitter is I just want to have as many conversations as possible. Um, and because that's really what I use Twitter for now is fantasy football. Like if I see something in my newsfeed that's hated, like I'm, I'm, I get annoyed. Like I, I want to, I want to, I, that's where I get a lot of my content and, and Twitter is so huge. Like I owe so much to Twitter because without Twitter, um, I, I don't know if I have any of these writing opportunities that I have right now because I saw all of these applications get tweeted out in the fantasy football community is so awesome. Like I had no idea how cool it was. Like obviously when, a application gets posted, you know, people are retweeting it like crazy. So there's no way that you're not going to see it. And so those, that's how I applied to two quarterbacks, Rotoviz and the fantasy football ballers is all from tweets that I saw. So, um, you know, it, it's huge. Like if, if you're trying to make it in the community and you're not big on Twitter, um, it's not necessarily, you know, going to, going to kill you, but it's just another, it's a tool that you don't have that can help you. So, um, I've definitely tried to use it like that. Uh, I, you know, it's not very hard for me to uh, just enjoy the conversations and uh, have it have it uh, be. You know, don't be an asshole. That's one of the themes, that, and that's not very hard for me. And I just enjoy the conversations. So it, it's been pretty simple, but just such a such a powerful tool, man. Obviously, has there been any negative experiences from social media or Twitter at all for you yet? Yeah. Not, no, not really for me. Like I, I've seen a couple of times where, uh, you know, people in the community uh, haven't been the best, but like, I'm just a positive person. And seriously, I've seen so much just the fantasy football community just continues to amaze, like all the retweets, all the good, you know, good job, keep it up. Even stuff like, you know, when, uh, you know, you tweeted about Charlie the other night, not having the best night, like, you know, saying, hope he's doing okay. And just scrolling through your, your replies and just seeing how many people you know, are sending well wishes. And like, that's just, you know, the fantasy football community right there. And even um, on somewhat of a deeper level, like, you know, your article about losing weight and 14 team mockers after, you know, the Orlando shooting, those are two articles that I specifically can think of that I probably never would have read if it wasn't for that fantasy football connection, because I probably if I would have seen that in my newsfeed, I probably would have been annoyed. I'm like, no, I, I want to see the next Roto World bird. But because it's people that I have this mutual connection with and I've had conversations with on Twitter, of course I want to read that. So it's just cool to see, uh, you know, fantasy football be that connection to, you know, to have more, pro more productive things be put out there. Um, but yeah, not that much negativity. I haven't really personally experienced, um, you know, anything on my Twitter where I've needed to block somebody or mute somebody. But I feel like and this is something I've thought about, like, you know, just just stay in your own lane. And what I mean by that is just be you, be genuine and be unique. And so, like, obviously, um, you know, people are different. I don't do well with negativity very much. So I know that if I ever do experience that on Twitter, I'm probably like, obviously not somebody disagreeing with me, but somebody, you know, if it gets nastier than that, I'm not going to have a problem muting them or blocking them. And if, you know, somebody wants to uh, make another Twitter and uh, continue to do it, I still know I, I, I control the situation because I could just mute and block you all day till the end of time or at least till the end of Twitter. So, um, you know, that's just me. And I know there's people out there that, you know, get their kicks retweeting and going back at somebody. And, and that's fine, too. I enjoy that, too. But I just know that's not me. So just understand who you are. And if you're somebody that, you know, doesn't dwell with the negativity, don't retweet something just because you think it's like it's it's what people want to see if you're not going to enjoy it at the end of the day. So uh, that's how I would deal with the negativity. But luckily, I haven't seen all that much of it at all yet. And I've, I've enjoyed uh, my Twitter fantasy football experience so far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not inviting negativity is a, is a super important thing, but I've, I've always adapted that, you know, philosophy too. like, it's not a, you know, I'm, I'm never the type of like if somebody, and I don't get a lot of negativity either, but if somebody does say something, uh, you know, shitty in my mentions, I'm not the type of person like quote tweets and goes, Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. But you, like, but you, 
Yeah, but you do see that though, right? So, you know, it just depends. Sure, yeah. I mean, so some people do. And if that's your wave, whatever, I mean, it's not what I would advise. But again, you know, again, whatever. But I mean, something else you mentioned, I definitely want to, I definitely want to circle back to 14 Team Mocker's uh, post about the Orlando shooting. If you have not read that yet, it's on brojackson.com. Definitely, definitely make uh, sure to check that out. I know I shared it on my Facebook um, and I got a couple of good responses there. So that's nice. Um, but yeah, it's just th- those things, those things are so cool, like being able to connect. Um, beyond the fantasy realm uh but just because you have connections again like you know community like these are my people you want to grow with each other for sure um i I think one thing that i want to kind of uh hit on with with your with your story here is so take us back again to kind of the your your beginnings and in getting feelers out there whether it's applying to different places or like starting your because i know you have a, a wordpress site i don't know if you're still active on it or not but i know you did start one at one point take us through kind of the beginning of that yeah the wordpress is uh, is on my twitter i haven't done anything with it since last season because i've been uh trying to focus on writing for these sites but yeah i still plan on uh writing in that um potentially later this off season or during the school year but um yeah so i first of all uh it was this is kind of embarrassing to admit but the beginning of last season uh, I, you know, I talked about these, these applications that I saw that have helped me get my start. Well, before I started writing, I saw one like at the beginning of last season and I applied because this is kind of, I've always known this, is what I want to do, but I had nothing to give them. So I think I sent them a grad school paper and said, like, I know what I'm talking about. Obviously I did not get that job because I really had nothing to show them, but that kind of helped me with my motivation throughout this past football season knowing that if I wanted to make this work, I needed to start writing. So it took me a while. And this is kind of where you start to come and play because it was like week 11 or week 12. And I feel like, I feel like I do a pretty good job of not taking myself too seriously and, um, you know, being able to joke with myself and stuff like that. But when it comes to daily, I get a little bit more serious about it. So it was like week 11, week 12, and I had just an awful week and, and I was upset and, uh, God bless my girlfriend. She's heard me vent numerous times about this and she always stays positive and, and gives me the glass half full, but I'm kind of the same type of way. So I always try to turn every situation, no matter how negative into a positive. And I always have that in the back of my head, like, okay, I need to start writing. And so the motivation there was kind of, okay, obviously there's no way you're going to have successful daily weeks every single week. I know that, but I still kind of don't enjoy it. So um, if I start writing every single week, then at least I'm going to be productive every single week regardless. So that's where the WordPress blog started. And I, uh, I, hit you, I, I sent a tweet to you, and I don't really know why I chose you, but I'm assuming it's probably because you, you're obviously active on Twitter, and I could tell that you were responding to people and stuff. And, um, you, and I said, would you take a look at something? Would you take a look at something if I wrote it and you know, give me feedback? And you responded within like 10 minutes. And I was like shocked. Uh, I was that's, like, that's because yeah. I spend way too much on time on Twitter. <laughs> this, we, this we know, Matt. This we know. But yeah, no, I, I was shocked and I was excited. So I wrote something for you. I sent it to you. And you, again, you responded right away. Um, you gave me constructive criticism and you encouraged me to keep going, which was awesome. I kind of needed that. But I still did not start writing right away. It took me like another month um, I, and to where and daily and I, I sent you another email saying like I know I need to get started thank you for the advice so far but I still don't really know what to do because I've always had a tendency to just overcomplicate everything that's just kind of how I think and so um, I, I, I told you in that email I was like it's hard to have the motivation to start when I don't really have that long-term thought process in mind and you gave me like the simple advice ever but it's really some of if not the best advice I've gotten to this point you literally said just keep writing just start writing keep writing um, you know you're gonna feel like it's not going anywhere for a while but you told a story um, you know just writing eventually got you this gig and this gig and then eventually to NFL.com and that's kind of the you know the advice that I needed because it was like okay yeah okay he, he made it sound so simple uh, not so simple but he simplified it a little bit and that helped me understand that yeah if I keep writing you know somebody's gonna read it you know somebody on Twitter is gonna read it regardless of what it is so that's what I started doing and it was nothing unique at all it was just what who I thought um, were, were the daily plays for that week and I really was doing that one because it was giving me something 
that I could use to apply in the future. But really, I was doing it because I just loved to do it. And it was helping me kind of think out who my daily plays were going to be. I wasn't making my teams until after I wrote the, the article. Um, and I started writing. And I've never – you've talked on this podcast a lot about how if you weren't writing about football, you'd be writing about something else. I never really thought about, about it that way. Uh, but as soon as I started writing about football and about daily, I was hooked. It was like the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. It was to the point like um, it was to the point where I had buddies uh, asking me when is when is the uh, when is the article coming out? Uh, I'm not making I see it. And it was just like just that like somebody's reading this. This is so cool. I love doing this. Um, and this is what I want to do. But anyways, I say all this because it was nothing unique at all. And obviously, that's a big uh, theme on this podcast. It's, and it's a great one. If, if you have something unique, that's going to help you a lot. But I kind of want to take, uh, I want I kind of want to take tweak that a little bit if I can, and just say, be unique in terms of yourself, just embrace, uh, you know, the uniqueness of yourself and be genuine. And if you do, that's going to come out and bleed out in your writing. Uh, and that might be the only uniqueness that you need to start because the, those daily articles, again, were not unique at all, but I used them in my application with two quarterbacks and Sal um, this offseason, and that's what helped me get my first article published. And then kind of uh, last thing I'll say here about when you asked earlier about, you know, when did it really kind of click that, okay, you know, this is something I could do. Well, I was listening to this very podcast, and it was like episode one, episode two, episode three. That's the first time you said on the podcast, I believe, that Sal was the first person on Twitter that saw you and gave you your start. And Sal had literally just given me the okay to um, go ahead. And so when I heard that, I'm like, okay, maybe it's really not as hard as I, I'm making it out to be. Like I, I'm definitely talking to the right people. And if Sal gave Matt his start and now he's given me an opportunity, like this could definitely work out. And it, it's just been motivation from there and, and trying to write as much as possible. You hit on a lot there that I think is important. Uh, and first of all, like, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you, uh, you know, it's, I'm glad I was there for, for, for your, you know, beginnings and everything. And because I don't, you know, I, resp I try to respond to every single email and uh, I, but I don't always respond that quickly, but sometimes like the universe just speaks to you and you just do it and you just, you just find the people that connect. And for some reason I was like, this guy seems to like really be interested and passionate about this. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, hit him up and like all that sort of stuff. And not only that, but I'll say, you know, in a way, our exchange and others that I've had like it really inspired the creation of this podcast. Cause I'm like, damn, I get a lot of these emails. You know, it would be great if we had a podcast and talking, <laughs> talking about the stuff that we talk about in these emails. And one thing that I think is, is just so important to that. Like it can seem overwhelming at the start, you know, like, like you said, it can seem like there's so many different angles that I can take this, you know, and there are a lot of ways that uh, I don't know where to, I don't know where to start. I don't know, you know, but it is just sometimes as simple as just writing. And to speak to your point about unique content, because I think that is really important, you know, nobody starts out doing unique content. Nobody starts out doing reception perception. You know, I was writing, I've mentioned this on podcast, I was writing like really shitty uh, game previews and, you know, power rankings, which nobody read, nobody cared about. But you finding your voice is really important. And I think that's a good good thing that you brought that up. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because that's a, an amazing point. Like, obviously, if you have something unique, um, it's it's going to get your name out there probably quicker. But at the same time, I don't want somebody out there listening to this podcast, like thinking this is this is what I want to do, but just has the personality of, like you said, getting overwhelmed so quickly and being like, I can't think of an idea that's different than anybody else's. So I might as well just not get started because I don't have that because I'm a testament to you can write about something that everyone else is writing about um, obviously that's probably not starting a website and then who knows where it goes from there who knows who runs that website what connections that they have obviously again the rare circumstances that got me talking to you right now so you know it, it, you never know just don't overcomplicate it and just start writing like start writing right now that's exactly what you told me and that helped me more than anything and I do want to say you probably don't think that you helped me all that much, but seriously, like that was the nudge that I needed. That's what I was trying to say. Like just, just helping me understand, Oh, it's really not that complicated. Like that was the nudge I needed. And I seriously, uh, thank you for that for sure. No, well, I, of course it's, it's, 
the, the biggest honor of my life is can is to you be able to help other people you know like i'm i'm lucky to be here uh, i don't really know how i'm here but here i am so <laughs> I, i'm 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 happy to kind of do whatever i can to make other people's experience better um and you know it all comes and it we I, I can't say enough about Sal, you know, and we're talking about him right now. Like that was exactly how he was for me. It was like, just, you're good. Just keep doing, just keep doing this. And, uh, you know, I, when I got the job, you know, I said it in his episode, when I got the job with the NFL, it, that was his thing was like, pay it forward. And now, you know, I kind of, it's, it's, it's like branches of a tree, man. And, you know, we all, I come from Sal's tree and now you're on that. And it's, it's really, it's really an important and powerful experience in the community. So, you know, if you are a new writer out there listening to this, I think, you know, it, get in, get in touch with, with these people, whether it is, you know, whether it is Sal or whether it is me or Ben or, or the fantasy football or, or any of these people, like this space is a very open one and one that's willing to help each other out and finding those allies, finding those allies is important. And I, I just, I'm trying not to ask this because I'm, I know I'm a part of this story or I'm trying to find a way to ask it without like talking about myself, but what was what was kind of your mindset when you're reaching out to people? Was there any sort of like hesitation? Because I think that's or intimidation factor. And I, again, I think that sounds really stupid because I know I'm, like you're one of the people that, or you, you reached out to me. Like I, nobody should be intimidated about talking to me. Uh, I, you know, whatever. But it was there any part of that? Because I know that can be a problem for people. It was for me when I started out. No, I, I do think that's a great question, a great point. And and yeah, I think there was some of it. Um, I just I just think for me, like. It just, it all came together and I, I realized this is definitely what I want to do with my life. And so I, there was the motivation enough right there to reach out. Um, but yeah, there was definitely some of that, uh, you know, trying to figure out, okay, I, I want to craft this email to where I'm asked, you know, I, I, I get the help I would like, but also acknowledging, you know, that people in the industry are busy and, and I know they got, you know, the articles they need to put out and stuff. So that's always on your mind. And I think even more, I said this summer is when I really, really started getting into, you know, conversations uh, about players and, and fans football conversations on Twitter and, and following more people. And I think there was even some hesitation there um, instantly, you know, because, you know, two people in, in already established in the community are talking and, and I have my opinion on this player and I want to throw it in there, but you kind of feel like, okay, you know, are they just going to be like, look, we're trying to have a conversation. But ultimately I've realized you know, months later that everybody just wants to talk about the same thing again. We all have the same interests and we all want to talk about it. So that really, um, that those nerves there ha have gone away and I'm to the point now where I love joining in those conversations. And it's just so cool when somebody in the industry, you know, retweets your tweet or favorites it or, or, you know, replies it and builds on it or agrees with it. And like, that right there is good enough for me to forget, you know, potentially being ignored or uh, being disagreed with or something like that and, and joining in because like, that's the fun right there. Yeah. Living for those small little, little nuggets of like, oh, this is, you know, this, this is good. I, I feel good about, you know, getting this like acknowledgement from an analyst that I really respect. Those are important oh, yeah. when you're starting out. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely a real thing for sure. Yeah, I mean, I can. Yeah, whenever I have my episode, I'll definitely share some of those good, some of those good stories from from my beginning days. But you know, yeah, I think it's important to never lose sight of of the little things when you're starting out. Uh, that's a that's a huge thing. Um, so, Ben, what kind of go into detail a little bit? What what has the what has the change been since you you're hooked up with now three, you know, pretty well known pretty well-known sites. I mean, I know two QBs is new, but all of those guys there, whether it's Josh Lake or Anthony Amico or um, Sal, obviously, and, and many others, they're, they're pretty well-known. They write for several other sites as well, too. Rotoviz obviously is huge. Uh, the fantasy footballers, they're award winners now. I mean, which, by the way, adapts to them for sure. Uh, you, That's right. You're hooked up with some pretty, pretty, pretty powerful people in the industry. Um, what, has, what has the change kind of been? Has there been any... I guess difference in, in the way you think about your place in the industry or what's, where's your mindset at now? Yeah, this is such a good point. I mean, I think, you know, getting, having dudes like that established dudes, uh, great guys in the industry, giving you a chance and, and um, 
giving you praise with some of the work, I mean, that definitely makes you feel better. And it, it kind of takes some of those nerves and, and doubt away. And so I definitely uh, feel a lot better than I did when I was trying to start out. Um, so I, I put it like that. Uh, it, it, it just it just helps you gain that that much more confidence for sure. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's, it's, it's a big confidence thing for sure. Um, and I, I guess I, like, so one thing that we've, one thing that we've talked about a little bit is, is finding your voice and everything. What, what, is, what's some of the content that you have been working on, uh, since you've, since you've gotten with, with some of these sites? Uh, so the very first article I got published was it, Sal just kind of asked me what my ideas were. And one of the ones I came up with was potentially who could be this year's Kirk Cousins, this year's Blake Bortles, a quarterback that could come, you know, out of nowhere and, and be a top 10, have a top 10 upside because uh, obviously it's passing league. And we've seen so much of that, that there's a possibility for that to happen. So I was just intrigued to kind of delve into possibilities for this year. So I wrote that. Uh, and then, Two, the two that I really like the most are, you know, the, the player projections for this coming year. Uh, I Actually, this, you're kind of involved in this, too, because before I did any player projections at all, I uh, checked, I think it was MFL 10 draft data, and I, I'm just a big Golden Tate fan. I think he's a really good football player, and I expected his, his ADP to be higher than it was. And so I initially uh, or instantly thought, okay, like this is – a contrarian-ish take that I could potentially make. And I hit you up on Twitter, and, and I was curious to get your thoughts, you know, because reception, perception, uh, you know, you're the receiver goat. And, and I wanted to get your thoughts. And you kind of did not share as much excitement as me. So that light bulb went off in my head right there. I'm like, okay, well, if he kind of disagrees with me and I feel strongly about this topic, then I definitely need to write about it. So that became my first post for uh, Rotoviz. Uh, so definitely like Golden Tate for this year, for sure. Uh, and then my latest post with two quarterbacks was a preview for Kirk Cousins because I'm also uh, a fan of his. I like what's going on with Washington. Uh, I think the offense is going to revolve around them. Uh, don't have a very strong running game. Defense isn't that great. I like the Jay Green effect. So just a couple ideas right there. And again, I've had so much fun writing these articles. Uh, getting you know, I got the old school notebook because that's how I always learn growing up. And and I, I'll. I'll take my notes in there. I'll put stats in there. I'll do an outline in there before I start writing. Um, so that's something that could potentially uh, help some people too. But yeah, so that's some of the content I'm working on and nothing's posted yet with the fantasy footballers uh, that j this just kind of started last week. So uh, have a division breakdown of the AFC North that should be coming out pretty soon. So you know, it, I, again, it doesn't necessarily matter what I'm writing about. I just love it that it's fantasy football for sure. Yes, tremendous. And the Golden Tate thing, circling <laughs> back to that. I that was no, that but seriously, that was an important moment in our interactions together and something that I think is underrated is just the fact that like we disagreed, not necessarily like on an extreme level, like my my take wasn't Golden Tate sucks and yours was like he was great, but we, we disagreed a little bit on the level of enthusiasm. But you were like what I liked about that is that we went back and forth about Tate. And at the, you came away at the end of it with like, yeah, well, I still, you know, I still hold true to my opinion. And you wrote about it. And it was a good article. It was well thought out. And, you know, you made a lot of really strong, good points. And I think that's important because, listen, a lot of people come in my mentions and agree with me just to agree with me because, and, you know, that's fine, whatever. Like, I, obviously, I put a lot of work into my, into my studying of receivers. But at the same time, it says in my damn Twitter bio, I don't have all the answers. I don't claim to know everything. I don't... I don't claim to be the wide or the wide receiver uh, guru. That's just something that Roto World decided to put on me. Uh, but 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 that's a but that's a powerful thing when you when you're even when you're you're starting out, you're at your beginning stages, holding sticking to your guns and holding to your stance, no matter who the analyst on the other side that disagrees with you is. Yeah, and and you talk you say it all the time, and I, I completely am the same way. Like we. We had a couple. We had a couple tweets back and forth about Tate. I realized that you didn't share the same enthusiasm, and that was like it. I, I finished. I ended the conversation as did you. I think you were working on a piece at the time because you know I understand that you know you're busy. Uh, you know I need to start writing my article. So there's no really real reason to say, oh well, I disagree with you and and, and stuff like that. 
to that level because it's just a waste of time. In Twitter, 140 characters, I love Twitter to death, but you can't really express any argument the right way in 140 characters. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely think that interaction was used the right way. So I'm kind of glad that you brought that up for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, a, it's an, you know, it's an important point because it's something that a lot of people don't, you know, they feel like they have to agree with me or other analysts just to agree. And, you know, like people can tell when you're agreeing just to agree, just a, just a little heads up there for, for other, for others out there. Um, <laughs> I yeah, think, by, by the way, uh, just curious. I don't know if you know. Have we seen where Tyler Lockett's ADP has gone yet? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't been able to look. But yeah, just right. Curious after you speaking of agreeing, just to agree. I know that somebody, uh, somebody did tweet like a gra- one of those Rotoviz graphs of him going up uh, just in the past week. So it's on my timeline if if you wanna if you wanna check it out. But I'm sure I haven't looked officially at the numbers, but I just saw that and quote tweeted it with well, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, it is what it is. Uh, uh, I, really, yeah, I, I was just, yeah, I was just curious for sure. Cause obviously you do have some pull, but yeah, that, that is a good point. I mean, you know, li- listen to people in the industry, but if you disagree, it's, it's, it's okay. And that right there, um, that could be your end because you should be, I mean, again, it, you're, I don't think your, you your, uh, your content necessarily has to be unique to get started. Don't think it has to be, but you know, it obviously is a good thing. And if you have an, a, a take that is, uh, contrarian, you know, I'm using the DFS language. If it's, if you have a take that's different than, uh, you know, a, 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 stra- a draft strategy or a player, like that could be your end right there. Don't feel like, you know, you're wrong or, oh, I can't write about this because people don't uh, agree with me. That should be the light bulb to go off to say, I should write about this because if you, if you get people talking about something, you know, then that's a, a good way to get started. Anthony and Mika did a great job, obviously, with Robust, robust RB. Um, a lot of people are talking about that. And, and, and that was kind of a contrarian take at the time because zero uh, RB has, has gotten so popular. I love it, but you know, so, but I, I love to listen to every single different opinion and, and formulate my own after hearing everything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, there's a lot of ideas out there and, and, you know, it's important to take in all of them. So Ben, where do you, you know, I, I ask this a lot of people on the podcast, like, What's what's the what's the end game for you? Where do you see that? Where do you see this going, or where do you want to see this going? This little yeah, journey so that you're on, <laughs> right? So I'm in grad school. I have a year left uh, to get uh, a master's degree, a couple master's degrees actually. But uh, so I have a year to do that, and so I, I kind of have that cushion to where I can try to build myself up in the community um, for the next year while I still have this plan in place. But ultimately, when I graduate. I want to get my master's and I want to um, not have to use them. I want to get a job full-time in the industry. I've came to that realization that this is what I want to do. And obviously I'm trying to make it work, but I I don't want to rest just because I've gotten a couple opportunities. I want to keep going and and continue to get it. And it'll be nice to have these master's degrees, obviously. Uh, Public health and public administration is what I'm going for. I guess I shouldn't be vague. Uh, But it'll be nice to have those. But ideally, I, I don't want to use them right away. And then you know, we'll someday, um, you know, it'll be nice to have those, but I definitely want to write as much as I can um, and just try to continue to build myself up in the industry to hopefully get some jobs where I'm actually making money. So uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm good right now, which is, is probably different than some other people, which I understand. Uh, but, but being in grad school, I have, I have some time to, to continue to um, just try to build it up slowly and see where it goes. But I, I definitely want it to be full-time. Uh, like I said, podcast is in the works with my buddy from college. Want to start doing that. Want to start writing. But I, I didn't start writing until towards the end of last season. So this is all relatively new. So the goal is to write every single week this coming season, write for these websites. When I have time, add to the WordPress blog like you were talking about. And yeah, just keep it going. Because again, I, I've realized how much I love it. Yeah, I mean, that that is... That's awesome. And I think that, uh, you know, you, you say you might be different, but I don't think that anybody like, well, at least word of caution, nobody should like think that they're going to walk into the industry and then be like, Hey, I have a full-time job, you know, or, Hey, I even have like a a job that pays me relatively well. You know, it's a slow burn for a lot of people. And that kind of leads me to my next question. And I don't have an answer to this question because I never experienced this. I, one of the, one of the fortunate ones. And believe me, I, I recognize that if you are like five years down the line, and nothing 
like no full-time opportunity has come. Maybe you have a couple more like part-time well-paying gigs, freelancing, that sort of stuff, but nothing has come on the horizon in terms of a full-time job. And you know, you're living a real life, but also grinding fantasy on the side. How do you think you'll react to that? I know it's a tough question to project a little bit, but just, I think it's an important one. No, it's such a good question. It's such a good point because, uh, you know, I'm still in that beginning phase to where I'm getting a couple gigs and, and I love it and, and I'm all positive and I try to be that way. But it's such a good point because um, I'm already kind of seeing, okay, now I'm starting to have some deadlines. There's a little bit of stress coming with that. We, you talk all the time about, you know, once it starts to become work, who knows how you're going to think. And I guess I, I can't really answer that because I, it hasn't gotten to that point yet. So I'm starting to get there. And so I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, if it took that long and I'm still not to where I want to be and, and it's my free time and I, I have to do a, a full-time job just um, to be able to support being able to do this. Uh, I could, I could see it probably be becoming something to where I got sick of it at some point. I mean, it's it sounds really weird to say that because I just love the NFL so much at this point in fantasy football. But I mean, that would be tough. That would be stressful and, and frustrating if I feel like I'm putting out good work and, and nothing's happened. So it, it is definitely something to consider for sure. Um, and, and we'll see where where it takes me with that. With you know the stress getting a little bit high, especially during the season when you uh, don't have as much time to write and you got to get this content out. Uh, and, and I will have classes and papers I have to write and I want to formulate my daily lineups. Like it is going to get hectic, but I feel like, I feel like I'm still going to enjoy the grind because it's something that I love. And, you know, even if it feels like work, it, it's better for my passion to feel like work than something that I don't really care about feeling like work. You know what I mean? Like at least fantasy football is still going to be something that I like rather than just having a desk job that, that I have to listen to fantasy football podcast just to kind of get through the day. So, Yeah, definitely. I think that's, uh, that's so true. And um, I think one thing that I really like so far about listening to your story right now, Ben, is that I think that you not, you definitely have the passion and the drive that it takes to, to want to get in, but I think you have a realistic approach as well. And I think that will take you a long way. So kind of winding down here, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk about, uh, talk about your journey and everything. One thing that I've, I've, I've asked people on the podcast, I guess, is, well, I don't know. I don't know. Cause we've kind of already talked about negative, negative experience. You know, I've been asking people like in the industry, what, uh, you know, what's something that they see that they don't like, but I'm going to do something different for you since you're, since you're for, you know, you're, you're new and everything. What has been the best part about the journey so far? I'm going to skew positive for you here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I guess I guess I've kind of touched on it. I mean, the most fun I've had is is really just you know taking these takes that I have in my head and putting it on paper and being able to you know at least try to support it with with some 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 statistics and things of that nature and 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 you use my reasoning to at least I think I have some to try to explain these players. So I enjoy writing the articles. I think that's that's been so fun. But I mean, I, I feel like. You know, I could have saved what I've already said earlier for this exact question. Uh, the fantasy football community is awesome. You know, people retweeting, people just having a kind word to say no matter what's going on in somebody's life. And then again, like these, these articles that are more than just fantasy football that I never would have read if it wasn't for that connection, that's what uh, is, is, it just makes it even more fun for me uh, to, you know, cause obviously I don't just want to feel like I'm talking to some, somebody through Twitter. Obviously there, there's possibilities to, to, uh, make, turn that into a positive even more. So I, I've really enjoyed those aspects of it and, and seeing where that takes me. Yeah, that's, well, that's well said. And well, Ben, now it is the time of the podcast that everybody seemed to have mixed feelings on, you know, if you've been listening to the show, that I always give the guest one last shot at the floor before I yank it out from under you. So here you go on your first podcast. Here's the floor. Yeah, so you asked me uh, a week ago about doing this, so I've had plenty of time to think about this. I think I've snuck most of these, like, you know, philosophical thoughts into what I've already been saying. But I guess uh, something that I can say is today's, uh, been somewhat of a sad day with Pat Summit, Buddy Ryan, and now Zerlon Tipton all passing away. And so 
you know, you add that to all the, all the stuff that's been going on in this world lately. And, you know, the important thing that we can learn from that is we just, we have no idea how much time we have on this earth. And so if you have come to the conclusion that, you know, you're listening to this and, and just like me listening to every episode and thinking, this is what I want to do, you know, deep down in your heart, you know, this is what you love and this is what you want to do and you want to make it, make it a job, then do it because, you know, I waited longer than I should have. And, you know, just don't do that because we don't know how much time we have to be able to do it. And kind of piggybacking off that, I guess another thing I say all the time is just control what you can control. Um, even though there's so many people out there, you know, trying to make it in the industry now, that still shouldn't be something that, you know, if, if the circumstances in your life allow for it to, that shouldn't be something that, uh, puts you off and, and, and causes you not to write. Because again, if you have realized that this is what you want to do, then you can't control how many people are trying to make it in the industry. But what you can control is the number of articles that you write, the number of articles that you read, the podcasts that you listen to, tape that you watch, uh, and, and all that stuff, all the work that you put in. Because if you are doing that, it doesn't matter how many people are trying to make it in because you're putting out enough content. Somebody's going to see it. Somebody's going to see it on Twitter. Um, or somewhere else, and and that could potentially get you your start. And again, who knows who those people have connections to? So uh, just start, just start writing right now. That's the advice you told me, and I'm just going to pay it back right now. Just start writing. Don't overcomplicate it because whatever you write, no matter how good or bad it is, it's going to be something that you can show to somebody down the road, and it can be part of that resume that helps you get to where you want to go. Well said. You you crushed the floor there, and I think you've crushed your your entire first podcast experience here. So everybody out there listening, you know, please follow Ben Ben Cummins FF. I'll have it linked in the show notes on Backyard Banter, of course. Uh, I think we've this is this was a great experience to have somebody that is literally at that ground zero, you know, starting out, getting their foot in the community. So if you are somebody like Ben, I think that I hope that you learned something from this episode. I hope you got something out of it, and uh, we really want to thank and appreciate. Uh, ben coming on here and telling his story and just showing the everything that goes into getting started and also just the great interconnectivity that is the fantasy football community. So for all you listeners out there, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, if you could continue to share the show, review it on iTunes and just all, all in all, keep spreading the message. We're almost to the end of season one here. We're winding down uh, maybe about 10 episodes left. I know it's sad, but here we are. The season is right around the corner. Um, but anyways, so I've rambled on enough. We've talked enough here today. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you learned something today.